Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. My name is Robert Lamb. And I'm Julie Douglas. Julie, I want you to imagine an alternate universe. Okay. Not that far removed from our own. Everything's pretty much like it is, except uh, in, instead of depending on, say, batteries mm-hmm. for our power, uh, depending on electric circuits, we depend on blood-sucking leeches. I thought you were going to say potatoes or onions. Oh, well, that's that's another that's another uh, multiverse. There are infinite multiverses involving various substances of power, alternate energy. But in this case, blood-sucking leeches. All right. Well, I guess, you know, a long time ago, this actually was something that was a universe in place for yeah. our ancestors in which they did depend on leeches. Yeah, yeah, for ages and ages, of course. Uh, you know, leeches were used uh, in, in, in medicine just to cure about anything, and we'll get to that in, mm-hmm. in a minute. But but the, the key point, uh, the key Victorian point, where you can sort of imagine this uh, alternate universe of leech power breaking off and becoming real, mm-hmm. uh, we, can, we look back to a particular invention by the name of the Tempest Prognosticator. This was developed by Yorkshire's George Merriweather, and it uh, showed up in the Great uh, Exhibition at London's Crystal Palace in 1851. Now, this is a device that ended up not uh, making a splash. It didn't really impress anybody then. Uh, the science didn't hold up, but it was grounded in the idea that leeches can sense impending changes in the weather via uh, changes in the electromagnetic state of the atmosphere. Ah, so it's sort of a barometer of sorts, exactly. Mary Weather thought. And I love the name of it, Tempest Prognosticator. Yeah, like even as he was naming it, he wanted to get a little away from the leech aspect of the invention. Um, it, it's, it's a beautiful invention. It looks it's, kind of like a, like a crystal chandelier if that chandelier had uh, little tubes with leeches in them or, or a merry-go-round and, st- and instead of uh, yeah. magical horses, you had glass vials filled with leeches. That's what I had described it to myself as, is this kind of tiny, ornate iron carousel with these 12 glass jars that were fitted around the carousel. And then each of those contained a leech. And according to Professor Mark Siddle, he's also a curator for the American Museum of Natural History, the glass was to be transparent so that the leeches could see each other and agree amongst themselves (laughs) as to the prognostication. Yeah, you need a leech quorum to be to be met. And this, this is how they would tell everybody whether or not uh, the weather was changing. If any leech climbed up and into the escape tube, its weight would dislodge a piece of whalebone, which would release a hammer that would ring the bell announcing inclement weather is on hand. I love it. I, I love the simplicity of it, but yet it's it's all hinging on the idea that these these leeches a are are, are tuned. These electro- electromagnetic forces mm-hmm. in this very specific way, and that they are uh, looking to each other for guidance. Uh, that there's some sort of a social hierarchy uh, within the, the leech uh, uh, society that will come into play and, and make this device work. Well, it's kind of like the special order of weather monks among leeches, yeah. right? Um, man, that's the, the Crystal Palace, 1851. That is one place I've always wanted to time travel to, oh, and yeah? now even more so. <laughs> because think about all of these wacky things that you got to see. Not only the Crystal Palace itself, which oh, yes. was just an amazing piece of architecture. Yeah, and so least. so many of those inventions there would have each been a portal off to a different multiverse had it really taken off. It's, so you're saying there's a possibility that I could somehow time travel there. Is that what you're saying? Well, maybe. Maybe. That's a, that's a whole other podcast. Really. All right. But, but maybe. Okay. Well, the point of this is that 
obsession abounds with leeches, and for good reason, we will find out. Because leeches have some really important properties, but first, let's discuss what they are as an organism. What is a leech, really? Well, when you're talking about a leech, of course, you're talking about hundreds of species. Uh, some people... Currently, there's a, you're looking at a count between 600 and 700 species, mm-hmm. but some people think there could be as many as 10,000 species out there in the world, uh, because we're discovering new species of leech uh, uh, on a pretty regular basis here. Um, so they range in size uh, from leeches that are just over uh, just one centimeter in length to 25 centimeters in length. Um, some of them actually are not bloodsuckers. Some feed on decaying yep. plant material, uh, but it's the the more famous kinds that uh, uh, that we tend to associate with leeches, the bloodsuckers, right? Especially those that attach to human skin. Those are the ones most of most interest to human beings. Those are the ones we are most familiar with. And what we're talking about here, nuts and bolts, a blood-sucking annelid worm. And mm-hmm. as you say, they can grow up to about 12 inches, and not all of them are sanguivorous. <laughs> That's the term for bloodsuckers. Nice. Uh, one of the best-known leeches is called the medicinal leech, and it has a sucker at each end of the underside of its body. One sucker at the end contains the animal's mouth, and the other sucker acts as a suction cup when the leech attaches itself to its victim. And once attached, this is so great, the leech slashes its victim's skin with its sharp teeth and sucks the blood. And it injects the wound with a substance that keeps blood from clotting. Really important. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, Herudu medicinalis, uh, the medical leech. Uh, I also love that it's, yeah, it's it's three jaws. Now, not all leeches have three jaws. Some have two. Mm-hmm. Two, two uh, jaw leeches, that's going to make a V-shaped wound. But the three jaws make this Y-shaped uh, wound for sucking. Now... You, you see them on the land, you see them on an arm or something, and they look kind of slow and wiggly, just some sort of, you know, disgusting worm that can't move around all that much. But in the water, that's where they can really move. They, uh, they use this uh, undulating motion, this wave-like motion to propel themselves through the water. And then, uh, like I said, they attach on, they feed, and while they're feeding, mm-hmm. well, basically there are two different uh, acts that, uh, that this applies to, but feeding and mating. Once they've started on that, you can actually cut a leech in half, and it won't notice. It'll just finish. Because they really, they're, they're laser focused on That's those. That's the acts. zone right there. Yeah, they're in the zone. <laughs> yeah, and another thing is that they don't just fill up with blood, and as we do when we fill up with burgers or whatever, just kind of groan and and fall asleep. That's because the blood never really coagulates. They've got the anticoagulating agent that is circulating around in their body, so it's not like they sit there and they become a lump and they just, you know, hang out for eighteen months asleep. Although they can subsist for 18 months without food, but they yeah. are quite mobile, even with these really full bellies. Yeah, they, they don't eat for a long time, but when they do eat, they really go for it. Uh, they'll remain in place for 30 minutes to six hours or more, filling up with the blood. And uh, if they can, uh, for instance, you can take four or five leeches, attach them to a rabbit, and drain the life from it in just half an hour. That's how quick. And, and they can reach 11 times their actual size, uh, their, their normal size, as they bloat up on that blood. Pretty convenient, right? Yeah, well, they have to make every every meal count. Uh, they'll attach to skin, but they've also been known to attach to eyeballs. Orifices. Uh, orifices in the throat. Um, 
There's a, uh, there's an account, uh, 1799, Napoleon's troops were, uh, marching from Egypt, uh, across the Sinai Peninsula to Syria. And so they're, they're really parched. They come across some water. They just fall upon it, just start drinking as much as possible. But there were leeches in it. And so a number of the soldiers end up with leeches in their throat. There's mm. some swelling. There's some choking. There's some death. Uh, really horrendous stuff. All right. Well, let's add to that nightmare fuel by describing one leech species in particular, which is fairly new to the the roundup of leeches. And uh, we're talking about a leech that goes by, I don't know, the street name of the T-Rex leech. Yes, we're talking about Tyrannobidella rex, the tyrant leech king. Uh, This guy reaches up to 44.5 millimeters in length and uh, goes right for the body orifices, uh, specifically the nose and the mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it most generally it's feeding on aquatic animals, uh, so aquatic mammals, rather. Uh, and again, go to the nose, the mouth, and then uh, they may stay there for a week at a time, feasting. Yeah, this was discovered in 2010 uh, in the upper Amazon when uh, scientists plucked from the nose of a girl one of these T-Rexes who had recently been bathing in a river. So... If that's not all just kind of like, oh, okay, that's that's slightly uncomfortable. Now consider that the T-Rex has ferociously large teeth lining a single jaw. Ooh, so this is an even even different variation. We have the three-jawed, we have the two-jawed, and now this is the one-jawed leech, but it, with the teeth to make up for it. Well, and it's it's a uh, it's even more dramatic when you see pictures of it because really we're talking about a leech that is less than three inches long, and then you see the teeth in comparison, and it's oh. just it's, you kind of recoil a bit. But the T-Rex leech uses its teeth to saw into the tissues of mammals' orifices. So again, we're talking eyes, urethras, rectums, vaginas, oh. sawing into it with its teeth. All right, well, on that note, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss the role of the leech as a healer and uh, also a uh, detective. All right, now that you've had a palate cleanser with Stamps.com and we can get away from the old T-Rex, let's talk about leeches back in the day. Yeah. So leeches, they've been used in medicine for thousands of years, uh, and they once once believed to remove illness-causing humors from the blood. So this is based in uh, in very uh, non-scientific ideas about how the body works. I mean, some of the, arguably, the, the best ideas of the time, but still ideas that did not hold water. These right. are the humors of the body. We're talking about mm-hmm. phlegm and blood and bile. So the idea is that you let someone bleed a bit, and that helps to balance out those different humors. Right? Yeah, your humors are out of whack, and you need to get rid of the bad blood. So, yeah, you end up treating everything from gout to flatulence to mental illness mm-hmm. with a hefty dose of leeches. Uh, it, it's interesting that the word leech itself is derived from the Anglo-Saxon word los, uh, to heal. And medieval doctors actually called themselves leeches. Which is interesting because I've run across that before, and I thought mm-hmm. maybe it was used uh, mockingly, you know, to say, oh, well, he's just a leech. He's just no, a no, leeping. I think with pride. Wow. I am a leech. What can I do for you today? Uh, yeah, physicians applied leeches to areas like the gums, the lips, the nose, fingers, and even, quote, the mouth of the womb, according to a medical text from 1634. So why would they do that? Because, granted, there are a lot of crazy ideas that have uh, become, uh, that have had their day in history, uh, treating, using some sort of natural uh, creature or a derivative in, in order to attempt to treat some sort of malady. But uh, in this case, we're coming down to two key 
things about the leech. First of all, uh, when a leech attack, attaches, like many parasitic organisms, it uh, it is desensitizing uh, the sensations, so you're not feeling the pain mm-hmm. of it actually uh, slicing into your flesh for a meal. But then, of course, the other thing is your wound, this freshly cut wound, is a font from which this leech wishes to drink. Mm-hmm. And does not want that font to close before uh, it has had its fill. So the leech has um, an anticoagulant uh, in its saliva as well that prohibits the uh, the, the uh, coagulation of blood, keeps it flowing. Okay, so it's a kind way to bloodlet someone because they can't really feel it. Yeah. And it's a way to keep that blood flowing to damaged tissues, right? So yeah. it can give a fresh supply to any sort of damaged tissues. And here's the thing. It became so popular in the 19th century that the species became endangered in Europe. In 1833, French doctors imported 41,500,000 leeches. Wow. Yeah, I was reading how in the 19th century you had governments that were imposing tariffs and trade bans. There was a leech smuggling operation on the Russian border. And, and this was all the more difficult, too, because at the time, uh, breeding efforts weren't all that successful. So you just had uh, leech catchers going out into the wild and just harvesting them to the point that, that uh, the, the medicinal leech was uh, in danger of extinction at one point. And to this day, its, uh, its rarity in the, in the wild is uh, partially attributed to over-harvesting. So, you know, physicians uh, of old were sort of onto something, right? This idea that maybe this could help in terms of bringing fresh blood to damaged tissues. On the other hand, you have to say that uh, the leech's ability to cure were wildly overstated. So flatulence, probably not cured by this. In fact, a lot of stuff that they used it for. Um, And that's kind of what we think of today is that this was uh, this barbaric use of leeches. It's like saying, oh, I have a migraine. Well, let a wolverine chew on your leg and you'll get over it. That kind of thing. But no. That does not work. It doesn't work either. But at heart, the, 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 the reason, like the, the core reason that the leech does have a place in modern medicine is that at heart, as a parasite, a leech is a manipulator of human physiology, much like a doctor, uh, in, in, in a very broad, uh, scheme of things. So, if you want to manipulate the way tissues work, uh, a lot of times I mean, we're always looking to, to nature, for example, for uh, for some bio inspiration on how uh, nature has evolved to tackle a problem. So here's a case where this creature has evolved over millions of years to uh, be an expert at uh, manipulating uh, blood flow uh, through tissue. And so when a doctor, a modern doctor, needs to manipulate blood th- flow through tissue, we turn to the leech. That's right, and that's why they are now the comeback kid, and now they are this symbiotic sort of parasite as, as opposed to one that's just uh, one that we should fear and that seems barbaric in medieval medicine. Yeah, for instance, uh, tissue grafting and limb reattachment surgery. This is a big one. Uh, surgeons uh, sometimes use the leeches to remove pools of congested blood from swollen areas that interfere with the circulation and can cause tissue death following surgery. Um, so this, uh, in addition to the way that the uh, the hirudin, the uh, anticoagulant, uh, prevents clotting uh, and the local anesthetic in it that, uh, that also features uh, some antibiotic properties. Yeah, and this uh, actually sort of came to light more in a case in 1985 in which there was a Harvard physician who was having a hard time reattaching the ear of a five-year-old child. The tiny veins kept clotting, and so it's really difficult to try to um, reattach something with these minute veins, right? So the physician thought, hmm, maybe I'll use a leech. And lo and behold, he did it. It helped those tiny little minute veins uh, to get fresh blood, and the ear was saved. And 
people began to reconsider the leech's role in medicine. Yeah, and, and as, as you point out, it's specifically with microsurgery, where you're dealing with these tiny blood vessels mm-hmm. that, uh, that are, are, are very difficult to manipulate. Yeah, since then, leeches have helped to save lives and limbs, reducing severe and dangerous venous engorgement post-surgery in fingers, toes, ears, scalp reattachments, limb transplants, skin flap surgery, and breast reconstruction. Yeah, and uh, and there are other areas where the where researchers are looking at possible uh, applications. Um, for instance, uh, uh, Andreas uh, Mikkelsen, a researcher at the University of Duisburg Essen in Germany, suggests that leech therapy may lessen the pain and inflammation associated with uh, osteoarthritis. Uh, you know, this of course is a debilitating disease where the bones can grind against uh, one another and the the cartilage is worn down over time. So, in order to get medicinal leeches for use, uh, how do you how do you go about it? Just um, go collect them in the backyard. Well, you know, collecting leeches is one way, uh, and certainly leeches are collected. I should point out not only for medicinal use but also as bait in fishing. Mm-hmm. And uh, in order to collect leeches, I was I was thinking maybe it involves uh, some uh, you know hard on his luck individual just taking a dive into leechy waters and then coming out and plucking them off. But uh, generally, what it involves is like beef kidneys in a bag. You just put beef kidneys in a bag. They go for it. Like I say, their 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 taste is rather simple. So in, in a sense, they're rather easy to catch. That sounds about right. Yeah. Beef kidneys in a bag that are then submerged into water. Yep. And then the leeches come. Then you get the bag out, and you got a bunch of leeches. All right. So I wonder if that's one of the techniques that Biofarm, which is a company based in Britain, uses because they are the go-to source for leeches in the medical community, and they provide tens of thousands of leeches every year to hospitals in dozens of countries. And two species are commonly used in leech therapy, and they can last for about up to 10 days. Okay. So they're definitely uh, mail-safe. You can send them through the mail. Yep. Yep. They're mail-safe. Now, the downsides here are that sometimes... They slip off patients and they reattach themselves in unwanted places. Yeah, it's a bit like herding kittens in some respects. You have to uh, just you have to put gauze around the surgical site and just really limit where they can go and say this is the only spot you're allowed to feed from right here. This is the one. Second downside: they fill up, they get full, they fall off. Yes. Okay. Of course, you can replace that one with another one, but for those who just cannot even stand the idea of a leech sucking on them, even though it might save their life. Uh, there is Nadine Connor, who is a University of Wisconsin at Madison scientist, who in 2001 helped develop a mechanical leech. The device looks a little bit like a small bottle attached to a suction cup, and it delivers that anticoagulating drug, then the most important part, right, uh, to damage tissue, and then gently sucks out as much blood as needed. Never drops off and says, oh, I need a nap. So it's like uh, all the power of the leech, but without the uh, having to deal with the, the the drama and the attitudes and the prima donna ness of the leech. Yeah, there's no like separate dressing room. It's just it doesn't care this mechanical leech. Now another advantage of the mechanical leech is that up to twenty percent of patients that are treated with real leeches develop infection caused by uh, Aromonas hydrophilia, a bacteria that lives in, lives in the leech's gut. And uh, you know, these infections are easily treated with antibiotics. But uh, again, it's another reason to try and remove ourselves from uh, having to depend on a natural parasite. Indeed. If this hasn't changed your ideas of leeches or, you know, cast it in a new light of how leeches can operate out there in the world, you have to consider this next scenario. Uh, 
it's a it's a bit like Sherlock Leach, right? Sherlock Leach, yes. If you can imagine the um, the leech creeping onto the the scene of the crime and uh, you know wearing the the hat, smoking the pipe, playing the violin. It's not quite like that. So about ten years ago, uh, we had this guy named Peter Cannon, and uh, this is in uh, Tasmania. He ties up a seventy one year old woman in a remote home, steals uh, several hundred dollars in cash, and. Uh, the, the thing he doesn't realize as he's committing this crime mm-hmm. is that he has a leech attached to him. And it is, and this, as luck would have it, it's just finished feeding on him as he's perpetrating this crime. And it does what a leech does when it's filled up. It drops off, uh, and, and then he takes off, right? So this case. At the scene of the crime. At the scene of the crime. So, uh, you can imagine the detectives coming in, they're looking around, and then somebody thinks to themselves, hey, there's a full leech on the ground. I wonder mm-hmm. if that is, uh, any way involved. And indeed. Yeah, because they all checked themselves and said, I don't have a leech bite. Yeah, I don't bite, have a leech. You? you know, the, the victim, uh, of the crime doesn't, uh, have any leech bites. So where did this mysterious leech come from that's, uh, that's clearly bloated on blood? Well, uh, the, the case had remained unsolved up until forensic experts extracted DNA from the leech's gut contents. Mm-hmm. And then they, uh, they matched uh, fingerprint profiles to those on record for Cannon, Peter Cannon, the, the, uh, the perpetrator here. And then uh, he ended up pleading guilty, and, uh, and uh, they had him. Yeah, I think this is such a great story because here's this jerk who tied up this old lady, mm-hmm. thought he was being really clever, he was probably on foot going through the bush, got one of these leeches stuck to him. Made off scot free, he thinks. Then yeah. eight years later, he gets pulled <laughs> over. I think it's for a drug offense, right? Yeah. He gets cross checked with that database, and bam! Detective Leach is on the case. I wonder if they, they led into it by saying, uh, so, Mr. Cannon, have you ever had a leech attached to your body? And he's thrown for a curve, like, what, what, what could they possibly have on me? And then the leech, they bring the leech in, and the leech, like, points at him through the glass. I think that that's the one. exactly what happened. I think he had a pipe <laughs> and the hat and everything. It's elementary. Mm, nice. All right, before we leave uh, this topic, though, I do want to mention, I mentioned that uh, that uh, over-harvesting of leeches, leeches is one of the reasons that uh, medicinal leeches are rare in the, the natural world. Today, another uh, suspected reason is that when leeches are young, uh, they can't yet attach to larger mammals. Mm-hmm. They have to attach to frogs. So one theory is that as oh. the as the frogs uh, become more scarce, mm-hmm. then it's harder for young leeches to get the, those first couple of meals that they need mm-hmm. in order to reach adulthood. So um, there you go. I mean, that's another case for the circle of life and how everything affects everything else, right? Yeah, and uh, and that includes the leech. So yeah, we hope that you feel a little. Uh, a little more informed about the leech and about the use of leech of the leech in medicine. And certainly the next time you, say, watch Stand By Me or just go uh, swimming in the local watering hole, you'll, uh, you'll reconsider that uh, lovely creature that uh, has uh, perhaps attached to your body. If you want to learn more about leeches and everything else that we cover, well, you can go somewhere very special. Yeah, go to StuffToBlowYourMind.com. That's the mothership. That's where we have all our blog posts, our videos, every podcast episode we've ever done. And, uh, hey, links out from there to our Twitter account, our Facebook account, our Tumblr account, YouTube, SoundCloud, you name it. Uh, StuffToBlowYourMind.com. And, hey, if you want to get in touch with us a more old-fashioned way, a more one-on-one way, well, Julie has the answer for you. That's right. If you want to tell us in detail about your own leech stories, um, especially Robert. I know he wants a lot of detail on leeches yes, attaching to your I body. I need them. I need them. Um, you can describe it and then send it to blowthemind at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. 